0: Hey, welcome to Scanner School. My name is Phil Lichtenberger. This is Session 105, and today we're going to talk about 20 things that I've learned in the last 30 years that I've been in the scanner radio hobby. Now, before we begin, I want to extend an invitation to those of you who are going to be on the Long Island area the first weekend of 2020, so I'm going to be giving a forum or a quick one-hour discussion on scanning right here on Long Island. Now, we'll talk about the basics on scanning locally here, P25, simulcast, some DMR, basically the lay of the land in Long Island. So, if you're in the New York area, Trieste area, it's going to be January 4th, 2020, 10 a.m. at Long Island University. I'll be giving my introduction to Scanner Radio Forum at LIU, you can go on to hamradiouniversity.org. Also, we'll have a link in the show notes here. So you can come and uh, participate if you'd like to come down and say hi. Again, this will be at HRU, Ham Radio University 2020. And if you can be on Long Island, I will see you there. All right, let's go right through the intro and start the podcast. Welcome to the Scanner School. A podcast dedicated to the Scanner Radio hobby. Class is about to begin. Here is your host, Phil Lichtenberger. All right, so welcome to Scanner School. While this session airs, the go-live date for this podcast right now is Christmas Eve. So before I even start, let me just say Merry Christmas to everybody. For those of you who are celebrating Hanukkah, I want to say Happy Hanukkah to you too, because Hanukkah has started, again, as of the air date of this podcast, just a few days ago. And if you're listening in the future, then let this be in early or a little bit late. Merry Christmas and Happy Hanukkah to you, depending when you're listening. But for those of you who are listening as these these podcasts go live. Today would be Christmas Eve. So, I have something very, very special at the end of this podcast, so I don't want you to miss it. There is a little Christmas greeting that goes out over one of the fire department dispatches. I'm going to play the audio at the very end of the podcast, so stay tuned for that. And uh, it, it really is a, a really interesting treat. It's a it's a bit of a tradition here. I get a lot of people who ask me to set up a live scanner feed just to broadcast this one frequency on Christmas Eve. And it really is something special to listen to. And uh, even going back to my archives, I I can't find a year that I, this hasn't been broadcasted. So it's really, really cool. So anyway, let's jump right into the 20 things that I've kind of observed and kind of learned within the last 30 years that I've been in the scanner radio hobby. Now, somebody's gonna go right into each other. So it's not really a very long list, it's just the way things are are laid out here. So let's jump right into this one with the number one. People will think that this is a very strange hobby. Now you'll come across people who go, I don't understand it. You sit around and listen to a radio. What, what could be interesting in with that? Or big deal, you listen to police calls or fire calls, or why would you want to listen to airplanes flying overhead? I just don't understand it. You'll find these people will be very vocal about putting the hobby down, why they don't understand it, why it must make you nuts because you like to listen to this. But that's our number two. People are going to think that you are strange for enjoying the scanner radio hobby. Now with number three, these will be the exact same people who will ask you what the heck is going on when there's lights and sirens going down the street. So, again, you could tell in the first 30 seconds here, we've already hit one, two, and three, right? People will think it's a strange hobby. They'll think you're strange for liking the hobby, but these will be the first people who ask you, what the heck is going on, right? Pretty humorous in a way, right? These are the same people who are just going to trash the hobby, but they've got to know. And it's like, oh, why don't you get a radio? And right away, they're like, no, I don't want that. That's that's for lunatics. (laughs) So... It is what it is. I've always found this to be kind of what's been going on with the hobby. And uh, I mean, even those two who don't think it's a strange hobby or just don't show an interest in it or think you're strange for liking it, you're going to be like the person on the street that people are going to come to because they're going to know that you're in the hobby, right? So you'll get maybe a couple of people who say, hey, what's going on here? What's going on there? They're going to come to you and they're going to expect you to know all the time what the heck is going on now obviously we all know that we can't know what's going on 24 7 it's just as impossible thankfully with a lot of the groups that are on the smartphones i mean i have even noticed like the neighbor app that ring puts out there's a couple of course the facebook groups and stuff like that that you know some of the questions have died down coming to me quite a bit so um People have another outlet, at least thankfully and fortunately enough, to uh, to ask instead of coming to me all the time. Which really at the time was like, why are you asking me this? <laughs> so lately I get, did you hear about XYZ? I was like, yeah, I heard about it. Don't worry. I'm on top of it. I got my finger on the pulse. Don't worry. So it's uh, it, it's pretty humorous in a way. Okay, so number four. There's always going to be something new to learn. And this is what makes the hobby interesting, right? When I first got started with the scanner radio hobby, right, I was given a hand-me-down fan and six-channel crystal radio. It was a slim scan model radio, and it had six or eight positions in it that you could put crystals in. So I went from a crystal radio, then into something that was synthesized, right? Something you can enter in frequencies using a keypad, straight conventional Nothing fancy, no alpha tags, no PL codes, no trunking, no nothing. Then eventually I grabbed a 785D. Of course, that led me to learning how EDAX trunking worked and how logical channel numbering uh, went into play here. Motorola trunking, right? LTR. I learned all this because I had a brand new radio, and understanding how things worked was really cool. And it was a lot of trial and error to understand how the trunking systems worked and how to set the radio up. But the more I discovered how it worked, the more it definitely wet my appetite to wanting to learn more and more about the scanner radio hobby. So with that, we got into number five, where you will not always feel smart after trying something new, but you'll feel smart after you figure it out, right? Because finally, a light bulb will go on, right? And it's like with anything that that we do, right? You're going to feel overwhelmed. You're going to feel like this is over your head. You're just going to throw up your arms and say, I just can't get it. I don't understand what's going on here. Can you just make it work for me? But if you spend a couple minutes, you sit down there and you realize that, that it's just not that as complicated. Right, And that's a lot of what the scanner radio hobby is. Right, A lot of people, they just don't grab it. I understand that. I have a lot of customers of mine who I program radios for. My goal when I program radios for people is to make the radio turnkey for them. because I understand that they don't want to learn how it works. They just want to listen to the fire departments. They don't care about how things function. That's the difference between somebody who is in the hobby just to listen to what's going on and those of us who are in the hobby to really like get into the nuts and bolts on how things work and want to tinker with it, right? This And that's a beautiful thing about the scanner radio hobby too, right? There's, there's a large spectrum, no pun intended, on how far you can get in with the hobby. You can just be a casual user where you just want to know what's going on on your block or you can become really into it and really, really, really understand just how things work with the hobby, which is what makes it beautiful for a large, Audience to kind of get involved with, right? Okay, number six, you're always going to know more than somebody just starting out in the hobby, right? So be sure to teach them and pass your knowledge down to them. This is great if you are teaching somebody new, if you're in a club. This is what I love doing, right? This is why I have the podcast here. I'm not saying I know everything there is to know about the scanner radio hobby in general, right? There's going to be somebody out there that's going to know more than me. Perfect. I will take that as an opportunity to, to learn from them. So if you are in a group or if you have access, again, yeah, Facebook groups, Radio Reference, the Scanner School Club, right? You can go in there, you can ask all the questions you want, and you can learn from your fellow scanner radio users, which is what is another great thing about the hobby. Number seven, the hobby is always evolving, right? This kind of ties into number four here, where we said there's always something new to learn. But you're right, the hobby is always evolving. What is going on with it? Well, first of all, again, we've had conventional, then we have trunking, now we have digital modes like P25, DMR, NXDN. We have new radios that are built around micro SD cards that have the entire radio reference database put into there. SDR, software-defined radios, where you just put a dongle into the computer and the computer software handles everything that has to happen to make the radios work, including demodulating digital transmissions, making you know these little $30 dongles work as digital trunk receivers. It's unbelievable what is happening with the hobby. The SDR landscape is growing. It's allowing us to do more, especially like Decoding NOAA weather satellite pictures from our own backyards to tracking airplanes and and vessels and stuff like that, right? So it's, it's really amazing how the hobby is now evolving, especially when it comes to SDRs. And I'm excited to see what happens in the future when it comes to the scanner radio hobby. I don't think encryption has killed anything or will be killing anything. We're just going to evolve with the hobby and keep things going. Number eight, it's an easy way to spend a few hundred dollars very quickly. Yes, you can easily drop a hundred dollars on a single receiver. Eighty-nine to one hundred dollars is probably at an entry point to get you in as a basic conventional scanner. But obviously, if you're buying the new SDS two hundred, that's that's some hefty coin that you're spending on a scanner radio. Now, tack in external antennas, computers, software, coax, you name it, you can easily start spending quite a bit of money. So, yeah, it is an expensive hobby. Is it one of the more expensive hobbies that are out there? It depends on how badly you want to get into it. But, yes, it is a very easy way just to open up a website and look at a catalog and say, I want this, I want that, I want this, I want that. I like to say I have the disease. I love buying radios. I like buying, adding stuff to my collection. I like to buy things so I understand how they work, what makes them different. Like I said, I just bought another uh, radio just this past week. Don't tell the wife. It's, it's part of what it is, right? So um, you're always going to find a way to spend money in this hobby, which also takes us over to number nine. There's always going to be another radio on your wish list, right? One is never enough. You're always going to want the next one. Now, again, like I said, I just bought one this past week. Did I need another radio? Mm, not really, but it caught my eye. I found it interesting. And uh, for those who are curious, it's a, uh, a Linko handheld radio. I've never bought an Linko product before. I always thought of them as being a Stinkos, but I got it as a deal. It's a DMR radio, which does conventional, it does two tones. So uh, it was something to kind of play around with DMR conventional with, uh, tier one, tier two. And uh, because I didn't have a radio that did that. And I will be actually comparing that radio to... A entry-level scanner radio. As soon as I get it through its paces, how it scans, how it programs, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So look for that kind of comparison mid-year. I would say ab- about when that would happen. But uh, trying to figure out different ways here too, because if you just need DMR, do you really want to spend three hundred fifty dollars on a like BCD three twenty-five P two, then only to have to upgrade into a sixty dollar sixty dollar Licensing fee, or do you want to go for the TRX 1, TRX 2? Maybe this radio, if you're looking at conventional DMR, this might be a really good solution. And that's my goal here is to find out if that will work for you. Now, the spoiler here is the radio is $119 on sale for Cyber Week. So I jumped on it. We'll see how it works out. I still haven't programmed it up yet. I haven't had time. Been very busy this past, past uh, couple of weeks here. And uh, it's another late night. I've been spending pretty much up until 2 a.m. every single night, so I am shot. Let's go on to the list before I get derailed any further. Number 10, your antenna will never be strong enough or high enough or good enough. Yet, you might be able to pick up the local stuff. But as you start scanning and as you start discovering what's out there, you're always going to want to get a little bit more range. It never fails. There's always going to be some signal that's in there that is getting, that comes in scratchy, right? That comes in just above the squelch line. that's just audible. That's just enough of a nuisance in your ear that you really are fighting through the static to listen. To it. It could even be your local fire department using Simplex on the fire ground. And they could be three, four blocks away from you but because they're point to point, whatever it is, you may not be able to pick them up all that well. And you're just going to wish that you had just a little bit of extra gain on that antenna. Or maybe you wanted just better coax, or maybe you had 10 more feet, you could have gone up on the mast. There's always going to be something with that antenna that is just not going to be enough for you so again it's never going to be enough when it comes to antenna trust me i have tried several different antennas and uh one of the ones that i'm very happy with to uh to talk about is, is uh i have a diamond i believe it's a 200 na i think it's or x200 na it's an amateur radio antenna it's for two meters and 440 and It's got gain on those bands. If I go from my scanner antenna over to my amateur radio antenna, it is a night and day difference as to what it will pick up on the VHF and UHF spectrum. Night and day difference. However, I am not going to be able to pick up as well on low band or 800 with that antenna. So it is a definite, definite trade-off. I don't always use my Diamond 200 N-A, I believe is what it is, or X-A or something like that. But uh, when I need to really get some extra reach on the antenna, I will plug into that one to get a little bit of extra gain on that. All right, we will finish up this list after this break. And also don't forget, too, I've got a special surprise or a special broadcast at the end of the podcast. So I want to make sure you stick around for that. All right, I want to uh, congratulate everybody who gets a brand new scanner this holiday season. It's an exciting time. You got a new radio. You have to know how it works, right? You want to get set up quickly with it, but you don't really want to sit down there and read a book, go online and watch some YouTube videos. If you want some extra help getting set up with your new radio, I will be more than happy to spend some time and go through things with you and help you set it up. I am offering an hour of tutoring. It's one-on-one, me and you, screen sharing Going through the setup, the ins and outs on how your new radio works. If this is something you're interested in, please go to scannerschool.com slash consulting and you can schedule a date and time that works for the two of us and we can meet on online either via Skype or Zoom or even if you don't have either that, we can just use the old phone line for that. So again, scannerschool.com slash consulting where you and I can sit down and have a Tutoring session and learn how to use your brand new scanner radio. All right, before we wrap up, I also want to thank our Patreon supporters. Now, again, it's no secret, it costs almost 600 bucks a month to get this podcast out to you guys. Without my Patreon supporters, I I can't do it. So I want to thank everybody who is helping to support the podcast. Now, what do you get when you help support Scanner School via Patreon? At the $3 a month level, you get the podcast early. So as soon as it's ready to be published, it will be pushed to your podcast player of choice. For those of you who are at the $5 level, you get early access to, to the podcast. You get a dedicated monthly call with me. It's basically right after our live Q&A session that I do on Facebook and YouTube. You get a 30-minute session just for you guys as well. And also you get a squelchy sticker pack. Now, $5 a month ends up being just about a dollar a week, which really is not that bad. So again, I want to thank all those who are helping supporting us on on Patreon. They are Dan, Glenn Bryden, James Felling, MT Bono, Raymond Hill, Todd Glendai, Craig Harper, Guy Lee, Urban Thibodeau, Jeff Block, John Goldenberg, Ken Newberry, Kenneth Fowler, Ronnie Bach, Sal Marandola, Scott Vorder, Signals Everywhere, and William Arcand. Now, if you would like to help support Scanner School, but you don't want to become a monthly Patreon supporter, just go to ScannerSchool.com support. You can help support us by buying on Amazon, Scanner Master, or or even purchasing Butel software. Now, again, the Amazon, Butel, and Scanner Master links will help support Scanner School at no additional cost to you. So for everybody out there who has helped support Scanner School in one form or another, I wanted to say thank you so much for your help in keeping this podcast going. All right, now on to the conclusion of this week's episode. Okay, so continuing down the list, number 11, You can always find something new and different to listen to. Yeah, it's not all about police, fire, and EMS when it comes to scanner radios. Now, again, some of us don't really have the luxury of listening to one or all three of those due to new systems or encryption. My case in point here, where my local police department in the county is encrypted. We can still listen to Fire. We have the Long Island Railroad, MTA police for now until they go to a new system. But you still you've got aviation and and standard railroad. Uh, you got marine traffic. You've got plenty of stuff within the business bands, media channels. There's there's a ton and ton of stuff on the airwaves, that just because your local area is encrypted doesn't mean that the hobby is done for you. You will find something else to entertain yourself when it comes to the scanner radio hobby. Or turn it into something different. Instead of hitting scan, hit search and figure out what else might be out there. You might be surprised. Number 12, you will always notice antennas on vehicles, buildings, towers, and you're going to try and figure out what frequency band that user might be on based on the size of the antenna. You'll notice when you go past a fire chief that they might have a low band antenna and a UHF antenna and maybe even an 800 megahertz antenna, or the local police department may have a set of antennas on top of their car. Think LoJack. Radio towers may have one or an array of of antennas up there. You're going to notice antennas all over the place when you get in this hobby. And you may figure out, oh, there's something on top of this building. I wonder what's here. Yeah, that is a curse of the scanner radio hobby. When you find antennas, you're going to want to know what comes out of those antennas. (laughs) So it's definitely something that, uh, that comes with the hobby, which also goes right to number 13 here. Every time you see somebody using a radio, you secretly want to know what frequency they are on and if you can listen to it. Are they running DMR? Are they running NXDN? Are they running just straight analog? Is it a trunk system? You'll hear security when you go into the mall or into a hospital or something like that, and you'll go, "Mm, I wonder if I can listen to them. Been there, done that. It's a lot of fun to try and find where people are actually transmitting and what systems they are using. And it's, it's part of the hobby, I think. You know, it's, like I said, it's more than just police and fire. There's something to always listen to. All right, number 14. We're kind of going a little bit out of order here. But number 14, as far as the description goes, you're not alone with liking this hobby, right? Chances are you know somebody else in the hobby, even if they don't share that information with you. Right, I have found out that even with talking with people that go, oh, my grandfather was into scanner radios, or my brother listens to them, or my dad used to do that, or somebody is always going to know somebody else that is in the scanner radio. It's kind of like the Kevin Bacon of hobbies, right? <laughs> somebody always knows somebody. There's always a certain degree away as somebody knows somebody who's into at least some form of scanner radios. All right, number 15, All different kinds of people enjoy the scanner radio hobby. Mothers, fathers, grandparents, even kids can enjoy the scanner radio hobby. My my daughter loves picking up a radio and just going, Oh, somebody's talking on it, or there's a fire over here. She gets a real big kick out of just listening to anything that comes over the speaker. Sometimes what I do to, uh, to keep her quiet is I'll just give her a fire pager and just let her go back through the playback. Now that worked out really great when she was about three, maybe four, but now that she's getting close to six, it's more about giving her the FRS radios, letting her talk on those radios. She has a, she loves to do that. And, uh, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, maybe it'd be a great Christmas gift to get her a her own radio set as well. Hmm, Wonder if I can sneak that into Amazon before uh, the big fat man puts it in his bag. Interesting. I want to look at that before uh, I send this podcast out to the editor. See now, I'm thinking out loud here. But it's a whole bunch of people who are into the hobby, and you know, I think that's great. you know it's 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 one of these things that a lot of people can enjoy, and uh, a lot more people are out there enjoying it than you may actually think. Okay. Now for a little bit of a humor side, number 16, your significant other, your wife, your family member, kids, whoever you live with may not understand how to use the remote control and to turn the TV on, but they're going to figure out really fast how to turn off your scanner. Not, it's not going to fail. They're going to walk up to it and they're going to turn it off. Why? Oh, I can't hear the TV. Oh, I was too loud. You know what? <laughs> I don't get it. You can't even figure out how to check email on a phone, but you know where the volume button is on my on my radio or how to turn it off. It it, it never fails. And you can even swap out the radio. They'll figure it out in about thirty seconds. Yep, every time. I I can't get my wife confused when it comes to radio, no matter what I tried. Even tried a Home Patrol one with just a little three buttons on top. Yeah, she figured it out. No problems. Unbelievable. All right. Number 17, you will discover at least one time where you wish you had a scanner radio with you. Maybe you're stuck in the car, there's an accident ahead, or maybe you just happen to be out and you pass a fire. Maybe you're at work and the fire alarm system goes off. And now you're stuck out in the parking lot for 15 minutes while the fire department's inside trying to figure out that it's a false alarm. Whatever it is, You're going to find at least one time, I'm going to say one time per year that you're going to wish you had a radio with you or at least some way of listening in to whatever it is that is going on in your immediate area. Number 18, which is a very interesting one. You can make some money in the scanner radio hobby. Now, I didn't say you're going to get rich here, but you might be able to buy yourself some dinner once a week in the scanner radio hobby. Let me explain. I positioned myself here in the local market as somebody who programs scanner radios. Now, it wasn't something I was setting out to do. It happened by accident, which a lot of the stuff that I do kind of happens to, which is great. It's just kind of the calling, I guess you can say. Somebody asked me if, uh, because I had a scanner radio website, if I would be able to program a radio for them and One radio became two radios, and one customer became three customers, became ten customers, became, at this point, a countless number of people I have set up scanner radios for. Now, again, I'm not getting rich on it, but maybe I'm buying myself or my family pizza for dinner on a Saturday night or high-end Chinese food at, you know, one of the expensive Chinese places. Maybe I'm pocketing this for a couple of weeks, and I buy myself something nice you can save up for six months and buy yourself a new scanner. You can make a little bit of money programming radios for people. When I first started out, I basically, after I kind of got comfortable doing it for people, I would put ads out on Craigslist and I would post on Facebook groups and I would be advertising in local media places. There was some fire publications out here that people would you know get into. And eventually, people knew how to do it. Word of mouth kicked in. And like I said, it's not big money. You know, it's maybe $40, $50 a clip. But, you know, if you can do one per weekend, that's that's $200 a month. That's not bad. All cash. Now, I'm not saying I'm doing that anymore, Mr. IRS monitor who's listening. Everything I earn at this point from scanning scanner radio programming does funnel through my business. It's the way that I operate, to be honest with you. Everybody gets a receipt. And I like doing it that way, too, because it gives them something, a little piece of paperwork that goes with the radio that they can keep on file. So if anything happens to their scanner or they get a new one or they know somebody gets one, they have a piece of paperwork with them that they can refer back to. And it's got my contact information there as well. So, again, you want to buy some new high-end gear? Put yourself out there. If you're really knowledgeable about the frequencies and the systems in your area, there's no reason why you can't set yourself up and program Scanner radios for people in the area. Okay, number 19. You will end up with more aftermarket antennas than you have radios. Yeah, I I know it sounds a little bit like there's no way that can happen, but let me tell you, I will buy a new antenna when I buy a new scanner. Sometimes I'll just buy a new antenna because I would like another antenna. I've got drawers full of antennas, stacks and stacks of antennas. It just happens. So you're going to find out that you've got, I mean, I got one right here. Look, listen to this. That's an antenna in my hand right here that's laying there on my desk. All right. It's not an aftermarket one. It's just the stock antenna that comes off the SDS-100. But guess what's on my STS 100 A Remtronics aftermarket antenna. So there you go. Antennas up the wazoo. <laughs> okay. Number 20. Last one here. When you see a car's dashboard, you will immediately think of where you can and cannot put a radio. Whether it be in a cup holder or on a vent clip, underneath the dashboard, on top of the dashboard. I mean, the old cars that were just squares and rectangles made it really easy to tuck a radio. Now where things are really strange angles and designs and curves, it makes it really difficult to try and hide a radio somewhere I mean just the the way that the interiors look today, there's there's no way to hide a radio. I've I've actually put them in center consoles and stuff like that. But you know, you look at a new car, it's like, oh, where could I mm, I don't know where I could put one in here. <laughs> it's just the way things go. So with that, that are that's the 20 things that I've learned in 30 years and being in the scanner at radio hobby. Now again, we'll summarize this list and post it online at scannerschool.com slash session one oh five but I'm going to drop out right here right now because I would like to play this special transmission that goes out from the North Belmore Fire Department every Christmas Eve. This is their tradition, and a lot of people in the area, like I said, a lot of people in the area ask me to set up a live scanner feed just so they can listen. So if you're listening to this podcast early on Christmas Eve, chances are good over on my website, w2lie.net, you may find this live feed. And they'll typically broadcast this 5 o'clock, 7 o'clock, Eight o'clock, nine o'clock, somewhere in that range is, is when they will go ahead and run this little tradition. So with that, I'm gonna say again, happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas. There'll be a podcast next weekend, but we'll next week, but we'll say happy New Year's in advance. If you're gonna be on Long Island, check me out at H R U on the 4th. And again, we'll do a live QA on Facebook and YouTube on January seventh this time around. It'll be the first Tuesday of the month trying something a little bit new for 2020 and uh, that's that so with that again Merry Christmas everybody and uh, here comes the North Belmore Fire Department with their special Christmas tradition 73 in North Belmore with a special
1: Christmas greeting it was a night before Christmas and all through the land that a creature was stirring not even commands. The gear was all hung, in the station with care. So help were needed, we should all be there. The firefighters were nestled, all snug in their beds. While visions of trucks were still in their heads. The training was finished, all actions were stopped. In hopes for Christmas, no calls would be dropped. When over the pages was such a clatter, we sprang to our feet to see what's the matter. A fire was burning, no time to be slow. Below it was Christmas, we all had to go. With sirens blaring, our energy high. We sped in the trucks with a glow in the sky. On engine, on rescue, on ladder, on tower. Now hook to the hydrant and show it your power. We'll manage the fire by division and for all. Now dash away, dash away, dash away all. So up to the top, The roof team flew with axes, pipe bowls, and chainsaws, too. My attack team was working in front and behind, and all of a sudden reported a fine. He was dressed all in red from his head to his foot. His clothes were soiled with ashes and soot. His eyes had a twinkle that wasn't a trick. Who else could it be? It must be St. Nick. He said thanks for the rescue for hearing my call. We were close to having no Christmas at all. I wish I could stay and hear this command, but I must have work to do all over the land. The gifts I leave for each one of you are nothing compared to the giving you do. So thanks for the last time for the services you give, for keeping us safe wherever we live. My holiday wish, as you're keeping up the fight, is Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. Merry Christmas from all of us here at 650-30 at 2102.